0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Creative. My name is Alicia Renice, and I am so happy that you are here. Yay! So, we are in December, and for a lot of people, December is a time of like busyness and shopping and sharing and all these different things. And honestly, because of this pandemic, but also just because of winter season in itself, like I feel like it's a really good time to talk about rest. It's a really good time to really just sit still, to embrace quietness and stillness. And so, that's what today's talk is going to be about. On my YouTube channel, you can follow me there. I actually have live conversations with people. So I create some art and we talk about things, about creativity, about being a black woman, about life in general, Um, just some interesting topics. And so last week I went live, actually it was this week, I went live and I talked about rest and how important rest is. And that is something you'll hear me preach to the day I die. Rest is so creative, rest is so creative. Rest is so important for creatives, but more specifically, really important for black women so i wanted to share that talk with you here and you'll hear me talking um, to the people who are listening and also referencing things that i'm creating don't worry about that but everything we talk about in this episode is really important and i really hope that you can get something from this and apply this to your own life okay because rest is foundational rest is revolutionary rest is so important and winter is telling us to rest god is telling us to rest in this winter season. It doesn't mean that you're dead. It doesn't mean that what you're doing is dying. It means that it is resting, preparing for your spring. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please, if you like this podcast, please leave a review. Let me know what you think. Drop me a line, follow me on Instagram, and I'll share share it here on the podcast. Okay? So until next episode, you guys, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, so today we're going to talk again and hopefully hopefully this time um, the art actually works because I really want to um, be able to show you guys what I'm making while I'm talking. And if not, it's okay too because like last time, we'll just keep, you know, we'll figure it out <laughs> and we'll just keep on, um, keep on keeping on. So um, that's the goal. But yeah, let me know. How are you guys doing? Where are you guys from? I know where some of you guys are from because you're my friends. So thank you for for being here. Um, But yeah. How's your week going? Or how did your week go? Um, That's what I'm asking. So. Yas. Alright. And of course. And of course. Things are happening. Okay. But anywho. So today we're going to talk about rest. So. The reason why I wanted to talk about rest was because I recently listened to this podcast called 1619 and I've been meaning to listen to this for like over a year now. Um, My cousin told me about it and it's basically about like the 400 years that black people have been here in America on paper um, since there was record of us being here. And so um, in the podcast they talk about a lot of things like music and um, entertainment and of course like. You know the economy and how basically slavery um <laughs> welcome from omaha nebraska <laughs> Marquita. <laughs> and basically how slavery um created our econ- economic system and so one of the downsides to it i mean there are a lot of downsides right um to slavery but one of the downsides to slavery is that you know we went from doing like big projects like being paid per project to now being paid for our time and being paid for like our life, for our livelihoods, and so this whole like this whole creation of capitalism here in America was founded on slavery, was founded on the right to use people's bodies and talents and things like that um, to make money, um, and it also created the system where the people at the top, meaning like the slave master, got rich off of the work of you know. Black people's bodies um and you know we all know we all know what happens we all know um you know the we all know as black folk being here like what um i guess what were the consequences of that of slavery our health our mental health our wellness our well-being our financial state all that good stuff has been affected by slavery and so um oh yay welcome from chicago i love chicago i do i like going there um oh yeah so i don't really like a lot of um i guess small talk i know you know um it's awkward socially to just kind of get into stuff but why not we're here we're all you know we're all adults um but yeah i really feel like we don't really recognize the ramifications of slavery um as well as we should and so therefore we don't realize things like capitalism and stuff exist because slavery happened here in America. And so this whole idea of this talk today came from black people's experiences in America. Um, myself, I'm am a black woman, and so I'm um, a lot of you are too. And so we don't really realize how ingrained it is in our in our like mental and like physical health for us to be exhausted. Like we are constantly exhausted and we don't even realize how tired we are. Like. Until something bad happens. Sorry, my eyes are watering. I think I put lotion in my eyes. But until something bad happens, like our our health starts failing, or like, you know, we have a mental breakdown or whatever it is, like we don't really realize that we're actually living on like E, right? Or living on the edge. And so because we're living so close to the edge, any little thing can push us off the edge. And so, um, yeah, so I'm gonna actually get started creating now. All right, so this is what I want to create because it's a black woman, a woman, and I love black women. All right, so, so yeah, the whole idea again, from I don't know, slavery from this from this one episode was that you know Black Americans not only built the country but also built the economic system that the country thrives on, and so sadly, um, you know, there's been a lot of things that has to happen in order for money to be made, and again in this country that system thrives off of our exhaustion off of our um sickness sadly like the health system is screwed like it it's so many evils that come with something that's supposed to be so good right and so i know a lot of people are like no like i am a capitalist and i guess in some instances we kind of all are but like there is a certain kind of evil to the capitalism that there is in america um it benefits and prospers off of other people's like well-being as in like they're not well-being and so to me something is gross about that but anywho about rest so it's been ingrained in us from birth to not rest and i don't know about you but like a lot of people when they were growing up you know you would have parents uh you know bless them they're amazing they did the best that they could the best that they could but a lot of times we inherited that exhaustion from them right like our parents were tired, so like everybody got to be tired. If I'm up early in the morning, everybody got to get up, right? And so there have been instances where if you're sleeping and your parent kind of comes in your room and is like, get up, and you're like, why? <laughs> and they're saying, because it's time to get up, right? Um, that, those little things instill in us this idea that rest has to be earned and rest um, resting for the sake of resting is not okay. Like there's something wrong with rest. like and again have to get into um again racism because if a black person god forbid like on their day off you know decides that they want to sleep in that day or that they actually not interested in doing any work even though they're bone tired their label is lazy lazy black people lazy black people and that's been a trope that we'd had that we've had to fight for so long it's almost like it's almost like we bought into this idea that was sold to us about being exhausted like oh no you know I grind you know I wake up when the sun comes up I like I stay up all all night I don't I'm asleep when I die and it's like you're buying into this idea that they want you to buy into like there's nothing wrong with rest there's absolutely nothing wrong with rest I actually um recently saw a cartoon and uh I think it was by Disney I'm not sure um but in this cartoon it's like sleepy town or something like that. You can look it up, it's on YouTube. And essentially it's making fun of like the sleepy town where all these black people are just like napping and resting and singing these songs. Um, And <laughs> it's so offensive. It's so wildly offensive. But like back then that was the norm. You know, it's like, oh, these these lazy black people, like we literally got blamed for the downfall of slavery. And so after being freed, it's like, oh, these, you know, these black people aren't doing enough. They aren't working hard enough. Um, And to that point, like there was this article I saw on Instagram and it pissed me off so much. Um, In this town, I can't even remember what town it was, but essentially any woman that was not hired by a white family to work in their house, if they, like, let's say if if you're married back then, like I think this was like in the 50s, they were married to like these wealthy men black women married to wealthy black men. Um, And so white women couldn't find anybody to take care of their homes. And of course they caused a ruckus and they were like, oh, well, there's all these black women out here, but they not working for me. So like, what are they doing? And so they literally tried to pass a law to make it illegal for black women to be at home with their kids, minding their businesses. Like they literally tried to pass a law because they were so pissed off the, the, the audacity of black women to rest. The audacity. And so, um, you know, I don't know if I don't know if the thing passed or not, but the but the fact that it was printed in an article and the way that they the way that they refer to these women and these men, like as lazy, not doing nothing, productive, and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, you want to hire a black woman and take care of your own home, which is like the irony is ridiculous right um yeah thank you so the irony is ridiculous because it's like woman you can't you you can't or you don't want to take care of your own home but you want a black woman to come out of her own home to take care of your kids but she's lazy but she's incompetent she's a troublemaker like like literally this is the language that they were using and it was worse language so what I'm saying isn't even like the worst of it um but the fact that you know this media was printed and shared is dangerous because i can't even imagine like what violence what harassment and stuff like that the women down there had to face like you know they were trying to again make it illegal for women to stay at home <laughs> for black women to stay at home even though white women stayed at home all the time which is anyway so you know i see stuff like this and it's amazing to me that we're still buying into this idea that we gotta work till we die. We gotta, not even work, but like strain and stress and struggle. Like hustle culture is lying to us and telling us like, oh snap, you know, like you need to, if you wanna be successful, you gotta, you know, work till you, you know, drop dead. Like you can sleep when you die. All this silly and simple mentality. Like, it's like, what are y'all even talking about? Like. Your ancestors worked till they died. That's crazy. And, and now you're going into, you're willingly going into the same kind of bondage, the same kind of bondage and mindset that your ancestors had back in the day and they didn't have no choice. So you, th- <laughs> before, I know I get really like passionate, but like your ancestors did not die for you to die early because you stressed out and you straining and you struggling when you have an option to live a better life. We have options. We're privileged compared to our ancestors, granted. But like, we are privileged and we choose to willingly go into bondage. And I don't know if that's disrespectful, but to me, it kind of feels that way. I don't know. Like, again, my, my great grandma, she didn't have the opportunity to go to college. She didn't have the internet, you know? So even if you didn't go to college, who cares, right? We still have access to information and things where it's like, I have a choice in my own life. And the freedom that I have that my ancestors did not have, like I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use that freedom to put myself in bondage. I'm not going to do it. Um, And I've just decided to opt out, to opt out of stress and strain. And it took me a minute because I thought like, oh, snap, I got to hustle. That's why those, um, even those cups that's like, Oh, hustle. What is it? Wake up and hustle or whatever. I don't even like that anymore. Like, I hate it. I hate it because it's it's so it's so brainwashed and it's so like it's not for us. Like I keep saying hustle culture is not for black people. It's not like I don't know what y'all doing over there, but as for me and my people, like we have been hustling. And that's the thing, you know, like we all know that like these stories where our grandparents held down five jobs. You know what I mean? And still was broke. So if hustle culture is supposed to work, why it ain't work for them? Why, why is it only working for you, person who wants to sell me this course about living in the tropics and, you know, hustling and grinding my fingers to the bone? Like, why does that only work for you? Because it's not meant for black people. Like, it's just not. Um, and it's traumatizing because again, it was almost illegal to rest, right? So of course, rest is gonna be the furthest thing from our minds. Like, it's like, no, I, I have to work. I got to make things happen. I got to, you know, get it popping for myself. You know what I'm saying? And then we get into this mentality of like not working in communities and stuff like that. How it's like, oh, every man for themselves. I can't even tell where her hair, her hair is, <laughs> but it's like how it's like every man for themselves. And we've always been a people of community. We've always done things in community and with each other. And we've always lifted up other people as we got up ourselves because that's what we had to do. And sadly, with this newfound privilege, a lot of people, you know, feel like, oh, well, I got it by myself. You got to get it by yourself, too. And it's like, Negro, you did not get it by yourself. (laughs) Somebody had to struggle and strain for you to get to where you are. I digress because that's not the point of this conversation. But you see, like, you see the effects of hustle culture and how it has plagued the black community. Because, again, it don't work for us. It don't work for us. It's not... It wasn't meant for us and what was, what they thought was good for us, right? We were enslaved, we were bonded. Like, yeah, no, like I'm not interested. I'm not interested in it. Um, It reminds me of the no spending month you did some time ago. When we start to value commercial products, it keeps us in the hustle culture mindset. Exactly, like, exactly. So it's like, like there's nothing necessarily wrong with, I guess, purchasing things and supporting people, especially if it's a black business, I'm down for that. But especially this, but we're trying to live, up to live up to this ideal that one again wasn't made for us to be able to afford these lifestyles for what? Like, for what reason are we buying these things? Like, and I get it, like, um, oh, I'm on the wrong thing, I get it, like, Christmas is coming up, we want to show people we love them, we want them to know that they're cared about, and like, you know, they're so important to us. But to that, I, I ask, like, do we have a better way to show them? Like, can we? Can we show them with our presence? Like, and yes, if people need money and you got it for sure. Like I'm all about giving people money that need it. Like it's, n- it's no problem. But for what reason are we buying these gifts, right? And to that point, like I, me and my husband did a no spend December last year. No, two years ago. Two years ago? And um, the whole point was that Christmas, while it is a great holiday and it, and it um, represents something amazing, the birth of Christ, right? Or it should. Um it's commercialized like so many other things in our culture like it's commercialized and the meaning of it gets lost you know with all these sales and like all these like all the stress that people you know feel trying to provide for their kids and i get it you want to give your kids great things you want to give your mother great things you know but um i don't know i guess i just feel like My love can't be given to you in a gift card. It can't be given to you in a bracelet. Like, if you got it, do it, right? But what I can give you is something more my presence. I have gifts from people. Again, me and my husband just moved, so we had to get rid of a lot of things. And so it really makes you focus on what's important. And before that, we moved into an RV. So we really had like this much space for things. And you realize how many things you really don't need and how many things you know, you're carrying because you want to re- remember the person who gave it to you. You want, you know, you want to honor them. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know, I struggled with that. I struggled with giving it away or donating things or whatever, because I'm like, well, this is from my great grandma who's no longer with us. And I don't want her to feel like I don't care about her. I don't know. And I know that she's, you know, passed on and I really don't think she would care. Just <laughs> just being honest. Um, but it was just a t-shirt that she used to wear. And so, you know, I, I realized that like even me giving gifts to other people is a burden to them because then they're like, oh well, do I have to keep what Alicia gave me? Because if I don't have it, if it's not posted on the mantle, you know, she's gonna feel away. And I and I'm not, I'm not gonna feel away. But what matters more than the gifts and the things is the person who gave it to you. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that can bring my great mother back. And me and her were best friends like best friends and if I get emotional that's okay but uh no gift nothing that she wore no jewelry I have a whole box of jewelry of her jewelry because she used to give me it was a symbol symbolic because she used to give me jewelry when I went back home and no I wouldn't wear it and it was mostly like costume jewelry but because it belonged to her I wanted it because I thought she was amazing you know what I mean and um I don't think that even if she was alive today, I don't think that she would want me to carry that heavy weight of not being able to let her go. And not even let her go in that way, but like her things. Like what's important to me about her was not that she gave me jewelry. It was, it has nothing to do with that, right? It's just, again, symbolic of a tradition that we shared. But um, I found it so difficult to let that go. And so I don't wanna do that to other people. But then also no amount of jewelry or anything that I have can bring her back. And that's what, I, that's what I truly want. What I truly want is, you know, her presence and her kindness and her love and um, nothing, no gift that you can give somebody can replace that. Like nothing. Um, that's why these, going back to the, the hustle culture and all this other stuff, like I get it. Like some people are working really hard to provide their kids with a life they never had When all they really need is their parents all they really need is their affections and their approval like there are people who are dirt poor like who have these vivid memories of their parents loving them like vivid memories and none of the stuff like that they gave them could amount to the love that they gave them like there are people who didn't even know they were poor (laughs) you know what i'm saying they didn't even know they were poor because their house was filled with so much love thanksgiving just passed and um whether or not she celebrated or celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day, I have memories from childhood where, you know, we would go over my grandmother's house. And my grandmother was not rich by any means, but she had nine kids. And so you can imagine how big, how big the family was that came and nobody went without, you, you know, she didn't have, she wasn't a woman of, you know, many means or anything like that. But at the same time, like what, what she lacked in like, I guess, belongings, I don't know, or money she had in love. And the house was full and we ate till we couldn't eat anymore like that's the stuff that really mattered not the not the gifts like first of all she has too many grandchildren to give all of us gifts that's the first thing so it's like you're gonna come and get this love and it's gonna be enough and it's gonna be okay and we never really expected just being honest we never really expected any gifts from her either but um my point in saying all that is like the stuff that matters can't be bought it can't be Purchase like the stuff that matters is the stuff that you'll remember forever. Once the person like after the person is gone The effect they had on your life like that's the stuff that truly matters and for Us like we were just tired of buying into this this idea of like Let's play. Let's play who cares the most, you know what I mean? Like no, I love you And even if I don't have any money, I don't want you to feel like I don't love you because if that's the case then there's a bigger problem Like my love shouldn't be, shouldn't have to be defined by what gifts I give you. Anywho, (laughs) so I really believe that because a lot of black people, just being honest, um, their parents, they struggled. And so they wanted to either live a better life or to give a better life to their kids or their parents. And so we've bought into this idea that like, oh, we got to, you know, hustle until we make it. And, you know, um, I don't know, again, I might not be at your at your piano recital, but you're going to have the the fancy shoes. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's like a boring example or like it's too easy, right? But it's still the same idea. Like, you know, I would care more about my parents being there at my game than than buying me fancy shoes. We ain't had no fancy shoes. Okay, we went to the thrift store. <laughs> like I didn't know anything about name brand anything. Um, and I'm kind of grateful for that because you know, I really don't care at this point and I can save my little coins and no diss to anybody who does care. It's just, that's just not how that's, that just wasn't a priority in in my family. And we struggled a little bit. We did. And, um, like, I know my parents did the best that they could, but they were really trying to give us a better life than they had, which is commendable. But, you know, I see the effects of them working really, really hard. My mother struggles with some illnesses brought on by stress and, um, you know, she did. She was doing what she could do, and some of the stress that she went under wasn't even her fault. But um, I really see again. I used to work at a hospital, and uh, so many black folk with hypertension and back pain, and you know, just high, like just horrible, just horrible effects again from hustling, from working really, really, really hard. And um, again, for some people, it's a privilege to not have to work hard, and I get that. But I really feel like at this point, sometimes we have a choice, and we choose to just buy into the system that says that we are what we create, we are what we make, and that identity has come from slavery. If you if you weren't you know, I don't know, pulling your weight so to speak, if you weren't you know barreling as much cotton as the next person, if you weren't you know, I guess, uh, what do you call it, rice like getting enough rice as everybody else, like you were punished, you were killed, you were sold, like all these other things, right? that same mentality we still have to this day like we are what we create it's like no you are because you exist like you are worthy because you exist like you're not worthy because of what you can do for other people you're not worthy because of how much money you make or your status or none of that that stuff is that stuff changes but your worth never changes your worth never ever changes and i had to i had to learn that through failure through falling on my face like it's like the world wants you to look at yourself as a machine because they benefit from that, not you. If you look at yourself as a machine, you, then you you're you're gonna be compliant. You're not gonna rage against the machine, so to speak, or the the system. You know they want you as compliant as possible, and I just really want us to free ourselves from this need to be compliant. Uh, that has never served us <laughs> being compliant, um, especially when it comes to things that. Are unhealthy for us let's see how this is moving along guys okay all right okay but yeah um you know we've lost the idea I have notes again because sometimes I go off topic and I'm like all over the place But that's okay because I like having conversations with you guys but um I feel like Bob Ross <laughs> sometimes when I'm doing this like happy mistakes happy mistakes um but no um We've lost the idea of hobbies. We feel like, like, what is that song? It goes, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. Like, that's a real mentality we have. So we've lost the idea of recreation and play or even just chilling and not doing nothing at all. Like, you're still worthy if you're not doing a thing. If you're laying on the couch and being of no use to anybody else. Um, same here. And we were super happy when our parents brought the fifth store bags home. Exactly. Didn't that feel like a shopping spree? Like, I didn't, I didn't know that using air quotes, poor people shopped at thrift stores. I, I, Like the only reason why I knew it is because people would make fun of me. But beyond that, I had clothes and I can, you know, play around with stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, Bob Ross. Bob Ross was the man. He was very calm, very loving, and uh, you know, he was really cute. But anyway, but yeah, like, I didn't know what thrift store, like, I didn't know that I was poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just knew my parents was like, oh, you need clothes. Let's get you some clothes. I mean, I also didn't have no choice. So whether or not, you know, I knew I was poor or not, honestly and truly didn't matter. Um, But yeah, so we lost the idea of hobbies. Like, again, when was the last time you just did something for fun? Not to make no money, not to, you know, I don't know. Not to build an audience, not to lose weight, like, not to... Be productive in any sense of the word. I really feel like as black folk, and I'm speaking directly to black folk today. If you're here and you're white, welcome. I appreciate you being here. But um, as a black woman, I got to talk about black things. You know, that's just my experience. And so I really feel like it's revolutionary for black people to have hobbies. I feel like it's revolutionary. Anything we do is revolutionary because we're black, like just because we exist. And maybe three generations before didn't really happen. Um, you know, for fun anyway, when we were slaves, when we were enslaved, we were always artists. We were always creative. We were always, you know, geniuses. Like that's not new. The thing that's new though now is that we can actually use that genius for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, again, everything we created was taken from us everything we created was taken from us every every blanket every fixture every like sculpt sculpture every piece of art was taken from us and sold to other people even the land we worked on was taken well firstly from the indigenous peoples that live here but then also the stuff that we brought in like the crops that we brought in was taken from us like We couldn't use any of the stuff that we were having. Like we were, you know, raking in tobacco and rice and all that other stuff, like who, like we would get rations, but we were doing all the work, you know? And so I really feel like when I can come here, like the fact that I'm sitting here with y'all today, doing this because it feels good and it's fun and talking to y'all about something I really care about, that's privilege. And that's, and I feel like that's a way that I can honor my ancestors who could not have a choice, who could not enjoy what they created for the sake, like creating for the sake of creating, like what? Even in the artist community, I'm gonna talk about this. Um, a lot of people you know, believe that if you're not making millions of dollars as, a, as an artist, you're a failure. And I totally disagree. I totally disagree. You are an artist because you are, right? But at the same time, I get why black people feel that way because it's like, again, trauma. And like, oh snap, if you're not bringing in money, we poor, you can't do this thing. <laughs> like you gotta get yourself a real job. <laughs> That's been said to me before and it hurt my feelings so bad. Um, you gotta, you know, you gotta work just like everybody else is working. And so there are so many, again, there's so many ancestors that I'm sure we all have, whose dreams were never actualized, whose dreams were never fulfilled. And, you know, I feel like as kind of like, they're in our blood, right? Like, we have the opportunity to honor them in that way. Like, I talk about this all the time, the voice I have, the voice I sing with is from my mom, from my auntie, from my grandmother, from my great grandmother, from generations of women who I've never met before. The way that I sing, the way that I think, like all that stuff is from all these women. And so I believe that I carry them with me in some aspects, right? Even if you don't, even if you're not into the whole ancestor thing, like genetically speaking, you know, you probably have some of your ancestors in there and also some of their trauma and some of the things health wise that you're trying to work through yourself, you know, that's just honestly the plight of black folk and we're doing the best of what we can, but I really feel like I carry, I carry my ancestors with me. Um, and I want to honor them because I know again, they could only dream as far as they could see. And for a lot of them, they couldn't see past their plantation. You know what I mean? And it's a very sobering thought because we can't even, we can't even imagine. I, I cannot even imagine what that's like. I don't know. Like we say all the stuff that, oh, if I was there, I would, did it. And you don't know what you would do. People were trying to survive, okay? Black folk been trying to survive for years. And so um, to that point, like when I rest, when I don't do a daggone thing, when I sit on the couch and I watch cartoons or Netflix or whatever, that's me resting for my ancestors. That's me being revolutionary and, you know, sticking it to the man, so to speak. <laughs> like that is the act of not doing anything, but just because I enjoy it and it makes me feel good. That is something that my, again, my people cannot do. My pe- Some of my people still can't do that. Still cannot do that. Um, You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like it would be a slap in their face if I willingly gave myself to this idea that I am a machine because they were looked at as machine, as animals, like, as animals. And for me to sit here and be like, oh yeah, grandma, like, I, I feel you, however, like, I gotta work myself to death. I, you know, I, I just find it disrespectful. I do. Um. I don't like that. I do. And one thing that I think that I would change about my children, if, you know, the Lord wills us to have kids, is allowing them to rest just because they want to rest. If you want to sleep in on a Saturday, sleep in. Yes, you got chores and stuff to do, right? Like like everybody else in the house. But um, if you want to sleep in and there's nothing to do, rest. Like, that's totally fine um so i told you i had all these notes right i don't know if i'm i don't even know if i'm hitting all of them but uh i'm just free flowing right now so you know i feel like us resting is a way to get back what was taken from us like resting is the only way to heal resting is the only way to rejuvenate resting is the only way to like really like you you trying to force ideas to happen and you can't do nothing because your brain is exhausted like Go to sleep. Take a nap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Let me know if y'all let me know if y'all get what I'm saying. Um, or if you resonate with what I'm saying. Cause I don't know, I think I think this work of rest and play and recreation um is really important. Um and I feel like especially as like creative folk or you know, folk entrepreneurs or whatever you want to call yourself, like I really feel like you doing the work doing the work to learn how to play just for the sake of playing or hang out with your friends and be okay with like not doing anything productive that day. That's the, that's the hard work. That's the hard work. Um, how's it looking, you guys? You like what you're seeing? So far, I'm liking, again, I love black women. There's just something like, not magical because even this whole black girl magic thing, Let's talk about that, right? Black girl magic. Um, In the beginning, I feel like it had great intentions. I feel like, you know, we were putting each other on. It was like, yes, black girl, yes. Like, yes, look at you. Look at you doing great things. But I feel like even that has turned into a way. How am I trying to say this? It has turned into a way to categorize worthy, like, Blackness that's worthy of celebration, right? You get the degree, yes, queen, yes, like you know what I'm saying? You doing the daggone, yes, like look at you, you know what I mean? Um, but then it's like we forget about the women who are just at home and taking care of their kids. That's black girl magic, too. You know, we t- we miss out on the opportunity to celebrate them and to for the grandmas, you know what I'm saying? Like for the people working. You know, everyday job, going to McDonald's. Black girl magic. You know what I'm saying? like I refuse to buy into this. Like it became, um, what's the word? It became trendy almost like, it became trendy almost to like our deficit. Telling that white man tomorrow I ain't coming because I need to honor my grandmother and him. Absolutely, do that. I am all for a day off, okay? You don't need no explanation. Like for anything and you don't owe any explanation to anybody like I'm all for calling out and not giving a reason I'm not coming in today. Sorry. Can't do it. Leave it. Especially if you got leave, please. That's what leave is for (laughs) And you're on point. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. I just I hope what I'm saying because I know I can be all over the place Um, but yeah, it's just something I'm really I'm super passionate about. Um What was I saying? Anywho, but yeah black girl magic. That's what I was talking about. So black girl magic I feel like has been co-opted. I don't even know if it's us or maybe it is us and we still have that mentality that like our worth is in what we do, what we create, how big we get, um, how much money we make, like if we're famous or not. (laughs) It's like, that is not black girl magic. Black girl magic just is. Black girl magic just is because we exist, okay? And it's nothing more, nothing more than that. But I know, like, a lot of people, and sadly, black folk, it's like, y'all, we gotta get it together. Like, we looking down on people working at McDonald's or needing government assistance and all this other stuff. And it's just like, that's what it's there for. (laughs) Assistance is there for assistance. You know what I'm saying? Like, people need help. And you built this country and you you making somebody feel bad that the country's trying to help them or help them. You know, because honestly, like, unemployment is not even... Unemployment specifically, I think, what is it, like, 25% of what you make? It's not even that much, like, or disability or whatever. Like, oh, you guys are, you guys are lazy, you know, that's like, oh, hush, be quiet. Like, this, (laughs) this mentality of there are levels to this, that's white, that's white mentality. That's, that's capitalism. That's this country. And I don't mean, mean, because not all white people. It's not, like, I know it's not all white people, but it is a very, um, Talking about slavery, going back to slavery, like how dare you ask for help? How dare you stay home? How dare you um, call out of work? Excuse me? How dare I? I've been working. Like just think about what work is. We work fifty-two weeks out of the year, give or take. Any, well, fifty. You work fifty weeks standard. You know practices. You work 50 weeks out of the year and they tell you you can only have two weeks and then you work five days a week and they tell you you only have two days, which is really one day. And really that one day don't count, Saturday don't count because you're really doing chores. And then Sunday, you just preparing for, for Monday. Like the whole system is flawed. Like if anything, this pandemic has shown us that what we thought was necessary in our jobs is actually not. It's actually not. And it's also showing that, that y'all got the money to pay us more because y'all got money for everything else, but don't really want to give us no money for nothing um, that we need. But yeah, I y'all, I'm I'm not. I heard a woman. Um, if y'all follow, there's this couple, Gypset, and it's G Y P S E T. And they're a couple. They travel. Um, they travel the country. Or they travel to different countries, actually and right now I think they're in Mexico and something she said, one of the women said, was like, I'm not interested in working hard anymore. And honestly, that triggered me because I was like, can we say that? Can we Can we say that we're not interested in working hard anymore? Is that a thing? Like, am I allowed? Ooh, I like the way that looks. Anyway, am I allowed to say that I'm not interested in working hard? Is that allowed, right? And it's like, why not? If that's my truth, if I'm not interested in working hard, why, why can't that be? And the reason why it was triggering to me was because it was like, well, no, girl, you know, we got to work hard for some things, you know what I'm saying? Like some stuff, but who told us that we had to work hard? Like, I know that it's been ingrained in us from like birth. I'm sure if you're a person of color at all, a woman, like this idea, you got to work three times as hard and get half as far. And it's just this, this... This reality that we've accepted, and sadly, that is the case for a lot of things, you know, especially owned by men and then white men, right? Um, or even that whole community as a whole. But you're looked at as lesser, and so that is true on some on some some levels. But why can't we make a life for ourselves that we actually enjoy? Like, why do we have to work hard at stuff? Who said? Like, who said? And why do I have to believe them? Can I create a different reality for me and my future kids and my people and like my friends? Like, can I, am I allowed to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, since we're just buying into all these, you know, thoughts and ideas, like who said I have to work hard? It's, and and I get it, like hard work is praised. Hard work is like, the only way you're gonna get there is through hard work. And it's like, or like, I can just show up and do what I'm supposed to do and sometimes yes that work is hard I'm not denying that some stuff is just naturally hard but why do I have to choose like struggle and strain and strife why do I have to choose that in order to be celebrated or to be great and especially for black women we're very we're celebrated by how much trauma and struggle and pain and chaos we choose to endure or that we're forced to endure like some stuff happens to us that we can never like not make it happen, right? Like we can never undo it. We, we weren't prepared, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, why are black women praised for how much struggle and trauma they go through? Why can't we just be praised because we're black women and we're amazing? Why is that not enough? Why is it always, why does it always have to be tainted in sorrow and like trauma? Yes, black women, yes. Like you, you I don't want to be celebrated because of how much horrible stuff I had to go through in my life. You know what I'm saying? I honor that. And I also don't want to be stuck there because that's not all of who I am, right? And I that's the thing, like the people who know me, I know, like my friends know, my family knows. Life has not been easy for me, like at all. And you know, there's this um poem by Langston Hughes. It's like life for me ain't been no crystal stair, right? That's something that we all can resonate with. Like we know life is not easy. Like we're black and we're women. You know what I'm saying? But like, I want my story to be a story of love and of support and beauty and creativity. And I have to say love again. Cause I mean, that's that's really what I want my story to be about. That's what I want to be remembered for, not for the horrible things that, you know, I had to endure in my life or like, you know those, and I'm, no, it's no diss because whatever girl, like we all go through our stuff. But like these men that be like, oh, this is my queen. You know, because she stood by me through, you know, I don't know. She stood by me through like cheating on her or like whatever, like abuse or like, and it's just like, well, dang, like what? (laughs) Like why? I don't know. I get it. People go through things. I'm trying to be careful with what I'm saying right now. But it's like, why we got to be celebrated when we go, when we endure your crap? Like, why is that the only time we are worthy of being celebrated or being, you know, I don't know. Call me silly. Call me what you want to call me. That's just how I feel. And um, I also believe that rest is not earned. It's a gift. Like I'm a Christian. And so I read the Bible. And um, in the Bible, rest is mandated. Like mandated by God. Sabbath, this idea of Sabbath. And the idea of Sabbath has changed, of course, because we're post, you know, we're we're post the law, so to speak. And so um, the whole idea is like, For those of you who might not be Christian or, you know, whatever, that's fine. But like in the Old Testament, like Sabbath was a law. Like you have to honor the Sabbath. And that meant like taking a day off. You don't work, you don't deal in any business or anything like that, any hard work, whatever, whatever. And so um, the idea is that God gave us this gift. I think he gave us this gift because he knew we weren't going to take it. Left our own devices. We would work ourselves to the ground. We would be unfair to other people, right? Like we would would be like, no, you got to keep working seven days a week. That's why I don't believe in working seven days a week. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, but yeah, rest is a gift. Like God says you have to rest. And I realized for myself, um, oh yay, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm trying to find a I'm trying to find a color that I that I like. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But yeah, rest is not a gift. I mean, rest is not, sorry, rest is not earned. It is a gift and it is mandated. Like I have to rest. I have to, because if my creator the Lord of the universe had to rest on the seventh day. Maybe he didn't have to rest, but he was being an example, right? If he rested, by golly, I'm going to rest too. I'm going to sleep. I'm taking a nap. I'm sleeping in. Like I'm getting a pedicure. I'm reading a book. I'm drawing for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing something for the sake of it. And um, what's what I realized about myself is that when I'm afraid to rest is when I don't trust God. When I don't trust that he'll take care of me, When I don't trust that he'll come through for me. And I'm just being honest. Sometimes I don't trust God. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, God, you said, but this is looking like this. So I don't understand like where, what, you know, you're missing, what you're not seeing. Um, I'm just being honest. Like a lot of times I'd be like, okay, God, I don't get it. I'm doing everything you're telling me to do. I'm, you know, like I'm doing it. And yet, like, I'm still struggling. I'm still straining. I don't get it. And I think sometimes God just wants us to relinquish control to him. And I have to do that. Because I mean, what other choice do I have? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like try to figure it out myself. And if I'm really gonna be about this life of rest and like Sabbath and trying to maintain like a good headspace and good like body space, right? Like I'm not trying to die of a heart attack at 53. Not that's not my story, right? Like, you know, Lord willing. I mean, who knows? But like if I have any say in it, I don't wanna I don't wanna die early before my time you know what i'm saying like whenever the lord chooses to take me is when he's gonna take me but i want to work with him and like give him something to work with you feel me like he can still use someone you know who is in 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 a hospital he can still use someone in a wheelchair like he can still use someone who's going through ailments and some of the stuff that we go through is not our fault like some of that stuff is just hereditary you know what i'm saying um but one thing that stuck out to me recently was they were talking about like some like health and issues that we have in our bodies like how it's hereditary sometimes it's hereditary because we keep up the same habits so like if you struggle with like maybe you're like pre-diabetic or something you know what i mean and so like you come from a family that eats a lot of starches a lot of sugars all this other stuff and you think like oh i'm gonna get diabetes because it's hereditary when in reality It's like well yeah well you live in a home where everybody's eating the same things i struggle with that issue so you probably will develop some sort of you know ailment or something similar to theirs and so like i was like wow so like i'm seeing my mom go through some things and some again some of the stuff she couldn't help herself but if i can have any say in it i need to change my habits i need to see her as an example of her doing the best that she could um you know we didn't come from the best circumstances in our home and uh, because of that stress, she has some issues now. And so I know that I that since I'm pre disposed, I guess like to to be to develop some sort of stressful ailment. Then I need to really take care of like my stress levels. Like I gotta take control and put in put some things in place to where I can manage my stress easily, easier, right? Then like I can't just be out here, you know, stressing myself out. And so a lot of that is about rest. A lot of that is about play is about expressing myself is about you know honestly saying how I feel <laughs> you know creating a space even if it's on a youtube channel where I can come and talk about things that bother me or things that I love or things that move me having people in my life that are safe places that don't stress me out and I don't mean that don't bring any trouble or like because uh, I, I believe that you know as humans we're gonna run into some people that are just gonna rub us the wrong way or like people we love our friends sometimes they annoy us that's fine like But toxic stuff, like the stuff where they like, I hate you and they're showing it in their actions, nah, I can't be a part of that right now because I have to, I have to, I gotta maintain. (laughs) I gotta maintain and reverse what's already been done in my life. And I wanna be healthy for me and my mom and my future kids. And so how can I do that if I'm always stressed out? How can I do that? All right, what y'all think of this? I feel really like that ch- i like this chocolatey brown like how her body kind of blends into the back but um i'll do that for myself because i think that's cool um the blue let's try a different color too but again like the story of when when the um israelites were in um were in the wilderness and uh god was like i'm gonna give you manna you know for every day so you don't save the manna like i'm gonna give it to you i like that i like the brown what y'all think i like the brown ain't nothing like some brown um but yeah thank you but yeah um when they were in the wilderness and god said i'm gonna give you manna you know don't collect it what, the, what they do but collect it because they didn't trust god to supply their needs and what happened is the manna went bad the next day. They were like maggots and all this other stuff, yuck. Um, and I see myself in those Israelites. I see myself, like, even though they were whiling in the Bible, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> like, I'm whiling. I don't trust the creator of the universe, the person who created me to provide for me. And therefore I don't rest. I don't sit down, I don't sit still. I feel like I gotta figure everything out. I feel like if something goes wrong in my life, my first instinct is not to pray, it's not to rest, it's not to sit down, it's like, okay, well, with the things i have now what can i do you know how can i monetize this how can i x y and z and it's like well maybe god is just t- trying to tell you like girl trust me you know what i'm saying like trust me give him an opportunity to show you that he's trustworthy y'all i'm talking to myself because honestly that's where i am currently um how are you gonna make this work lord like oh i gotta give him room to, to make it work you know what i mean and um i had all these notes i didn't even talk about half this stuff um but don't the whole point is like Don't use don't use rest as some sort of reward like don't do that rest is not a reward oh yay thank you i'm glad you like it so rest is not a reward rest is mandatory that is your rest is sacred like your rest is sacred you sleeping you not doing nothing you creating a safe space for yourself for your kids for your family To just let down their guard to to take off the masks that they have to put on in the world like that is sacred and so when you defile that sacred space by like oh we're not resting at all we're going to be hustling the rest of our lives like you you dishonor yourself you dishonor your god and you dishonor the ancestors that came before you like they ain't died for you to be up here stressed out they didn't i promise you i promise they don't want that for you (laughs) i assure you and even if you're not black like i'm still like your rest is sacred. Like it's something that's mandated by God because He knew we would not rest. He knew it. And so foreseeing all that uh busyness that we love to, you know, we love to like take part in, he saw fit to be like, I love you so much. I'm gonna tell you that you that you have to rest. You have to rest. You have to rest. Because if you don't rest, you die. Like this idea of like I'll I'll sleep when I die is pride. It is straight pride and it is foolish. It is foolish. Yes, you will die, but you will also live a life that's exhausted, where you're sick, where you're not available for the people in your life, like to love on them, to give them what you need. Add margin to your life so you can be of good use to other people. Like, what's the point of being all busy when you can't enjoy the people that you're being busy for? What's the purpose? I don't know, it's not worth it to me. Um, but anywho, that's, that's all I have for today, um, I think. So this is what we ended up with let me see if I can can I zoom in let's see kind of kind of not really but yeah let me know what y'all think Um, I really like this I think I'm gonna keep it brown I really like the brown background but before we leave y'all pick a practice in your life that brings rest and peace and just pause like quiet and stillness like if it's in the morning before you pick up your phone or whatever Take a moment to take a deep breath. Like, when was the last time you took a deep breath and you could feel like what that breath feels like? Like how, sometimes I forget to breathe. So sometimes when I take a deep breath, I'm like, dang, I haven't breathed in a minute. I know I'm doing too much. I'm doing way too much. I'm way too distracted. I'm not present. And so we really have to do the work of actually being present. Um, so my question to you was, how are you resting in your own life? If you're not, how can you implement more rest in your own life? Because these things are non-negotiables. They're important. Uh, They are literally the foundation of our life. I mean, water is too, but rest is like a close second. Because again, if you don't sleep, you get sick, you die. That's where your brain regenerates. That's where your skin regenerates. Your bodily functions. Like the reason why we have to sleep is because our body can't do nothing without us being asleep. We doing too much. Like you want your body to repair itself. Like you you want to feel better mentally, but you're not sleeping. You're not sleeping. Like help your body, help it help your God, help your body. Okay. So until next time, you guys, I hope this was helpful. We ran a little over this time, but I think the discussion was nice. Um, yeah. And until next time, rest up, do something fun, do something that's not gonna make you no money. That's just for like, again, go get your nails. Well, or do your own nails. It's it's COVID. So do your own nails or watch a movie on Netflix, have a day, like have a time set, like a non-negotiable date. To be like, I am resting, I'm not doing anything today. And I guarantee you will feel, you'll probably struggle at first if you're busy like me. But then afterwards, you'll feel refreshed and you'll feel good and you'll feel happy. Your mind and your body and your soul will thank you for it, okay? So until next time, you guys, happy Sunday. Have a wonderful week. I'll be here again tomorrow to make music. Until next time, bye. Oh, thank you. Thank y'all for being here. Oh, thank you. Yes, please ponder that question. I'll be thinking about that too. I'll be thinking about that too. And I'm interested to see your answer too. So feel free to hit me up or anything like that. And we can talk, okay? All right, good night.